Okay, so, everybody. I just want you to know that I've read your Twitters, I've seen your Facebooks, I've even watched some of your TikToks, and here's what I need y'all to do. I need you to grab the self-medication of your choice. No, not that. Put that away. Sick little. Sit down and chill out. This is not our first trip to the Atomic Cafe, you dig? Here's what I can tell you. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's a deranged asshole who wants to get the band back together. And yeah, he's not going to stop here. And yes, please stop watching CNN. And I am not saying that about myself. No, sir, not at all. There's bad stuff going on, but I swear to the deity of your choice that the cable news stations are inventing shit to talk about. I mean, you know, well, Fox does it anyway, but I'm talking about CNN. Listen. War sells. CNN found that shit out 30 years ago, and they're very good at keeping your eyeballs on CNN because eyeballs means money. Cynical? Bet your ass. Hi, this is all 51 years of Generation X talking to you here. War, disease, and death sell. I wonder, by way of validation, what CNN's ad rates are now as compared to, say, I don't know, two weeks ago. I bet it's higher, if not significantly higher. Because... This is late-stage capitalism America where we will exploit the fuck out of another country getting killed if it makes us a couple of bucks. Hey, you sick, twisted freaks, it's rolling.
from the city of dolphins. Hey, it's Roly. Welcome to this week's episode of our podcast. I know we all have them now, don't we? So much so that, you know, um, they've actually started writing trade magazines for podcasts. Because, you know, once the marketing people came in and realized that you can make a buck off this, well, you know, marketers fuck it up for everybody. But, you know, I'm just saying, but as long as they're going to be writing about podcasts, I'm going to read to you some things that they say. And I'm absolutely, totally serious about this. I'm sure you can tell from the tone of my voice. Connell Byrne, the CEO of the iHeartMedia Digital Audio uh, Succubus that takes everything away from... I'm sorry. The iHeart Digital Audio Group. In 2021, the podcast industry didn't just grow, it exploded, he writes. Audience engagement is up. Ad spend is up. Name recognition is up. Joe Rogan still podcast. I'm sorry, I said that part out loud. For both the titles themselves and their hosts, this year, 12 million more people became podcast listeners. 24 million became podcasters. Again, I, I'm sorry, that's that's editorial. I should now reaching 116 million monthly listeners in 2021, according to Edison Research. With time listening increasing by 13% compared to last year, and up 31% from just two years ago. I wonder why you just mentioned two years ago, guys. It's not like we had shit to do. So, you know, why not listen to a podcast? I mean, you know, what else are we going to do? <laughs> So what does the podcast landscape look like in 2022? Here are four predictions. I got to tell you, this this is, this is, this one really gets me, folks. The entire internet will be a podcast. Yes, we're all going to have one now. Today, podcasts have been a very specific medium. Podcasters making podcasts. By the way, also, water is wet. Sorry. But the truth is the entire internet will be converted to audio and distributed on demand, filling the podcast medium with even more great content from the biggest publishers and creators everywhere. Oh, I can't wait. With magazines already adopting their publications into podcast form, because, you know, Podiatry Weekly is just a fascinating read. Text-to-speech technology can turn every article onto the web into a podcast episode. TV shows have seen a boom in engaging fans with extra content, so we might see a world where TV shows and YouTube channels strip the audio off the episodes and distribute them as podcasts, because that doesn't happen now. Even audiobooks will evolve into a limited series of podcast episodes. None of this stuff happens now. That's what they're saying, right? Do, do, are, are you? Where are you? Who are you? Oh, that's right. You're the CEO of a succubus. Do you not know? Prediction number two. Podcasters will continue to experiment with digital video for a while and then realize there's no immediate need. Because all of us have a face made for... The creators behind the podcast explosion are beginning to experiment with video. Should they shoot the recording sessions? <laughs> Can you be more specific? Should they convert their shows into YouTube channels? There will be more experimentation in this direction until podcasts realize there's no immediate need. Audio production costs are streamlined and efficient, and the additional investment needed for video recording and conversion may not see a worthy return on investment when it comes to clicks. No shit, really? Consumers frequently seek out podcasts specifically for the audio factor, allowing them to listen to whenever and wherever they want, with or without a screen, while they're washing the dishes, jogging, or um, anything that you could name. And I'm 14 years old, so clearly... The podcast medium itself really doesn't need to be fixed. So what will podcasters experiment with instead? Audio. (laughs) (laughs) Binaural audio, social audio, geofenced audio. 
Audio itself is on the brink of tech and format innovations, the likes of which video has enjoyed for the past 20 years, and it'll drive awesome creators to tell great stories in totally new ways. Um, I'm not quite sure. Binaural audio, social audio, geofenced audio. I'm, I, I, I just, I, I really don't think, I'm sorry, I just don't think. Number three, discovery will level up. Um, in other words, discovery will become a thing. As Google pours, pulls more and more podcast content into its search engines and Facebook and YouTube lean into the medium even more. Oh, joy. I need Facebook in there like I need a hole in my head. Bear this in mind. These platforms are some of the best content discovery tools ever built. Podcasting will benefit from the engineers of these platforms of aiming their best in-class search and discovery tools on the podcasting medium. Long tail shows will be discovered. Evergreen episodes will be highlighted whenever relevant. Perhaps more than anything, newsworthy podcast content will begin to surface more regularly in search results and recommendations on the platform we all use all the time to stay up to speed. <clears throat> so, it's not that discovery is going to level up, folks. It's that discovery will actually occur. I, really, discovery is one of the biggest problems with podcasting. Period. End of story. Number four, the industry will tackle underrepresentation head on. Now, this I have to tell you, I absolutely agree with. With efforts like the Black Effect and My Cultura, which are both co owned by iHeartMedia, hey, selfish plug there, as well as Podsauce and the Loudspeakers Network, BIPOC creators are jumping into podcasting fast and it's creating a positive effect on the listener base, too. The fastest growing de demographic of po new podcast listeners is Latinx. And networks like The Black Effect are showing nearly 80% of their listeners are black, according to Triton Podcast Metrics from November 2021. So it used to be that consumers would listen to podcasts during downtime, like commutes to and from the office. But as the uh, 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 macaroni virus uh, pandemic stretches into its third year, more and more consumers are experiencing screen fatigue and looking for ways to do something else around the house. That's some interesting stuff there. That last one, I, I have to tell you, I absolutely agree with. If, if we can get more marginalized groups uh, to um, uh, talk about their experience, their culture, their things on podcasting, I think that's a good thing. And it would be even more so if those podcasters were from, oh, I don't know, Texas or uh, Florida. I'm, I'm just saying those places. That's the podcasting trades. This is Rolly.
gentlemen in this life you can count on three things death taxes and stupid shit happening in florida this is a regular segment here and if it wasn't it's starting now (laughs) death taxes florida here on rolling first thing of course we got to talk about it's got to happen the don't say gay bill Florida rep Joe Harding. It's a great name to talk about the don't say gay bill. <laughs> he withdrew an amendment to his Parental Rights and Education Act, known to its critics as Don't Say Gay, that would have required school principals to inform a student's parents of their sexual orientations within six weeks of learning they weren't straight. Harding had introduced the amendment Friday and removed it just before a House question and answer session on Tuesday because he knew what he was going to be getting. The amendment instructed school principals to develop a plan using all available governmental resources to disclose such information within six weeks after the decision to withhold such information from the parent. So you have a school administration. Oh, I'm sorry. You have the government outing kids where's that small government you people keep talking about i'm sorry it, it, that that that's government overreach another still existing amendment to the bill recognizes the potential risks of outing students to their parents <laughs> good and allows the students to stu- uh, sue the state department of education for irreparable harm caused by the disclosure of their orientation a court may award damages there Under Harding's House bill, as well as its accompanying Senate bill, Florida educators would be barred from speaking to primary school students about certain topics that are not considered age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. And parents would also be given greater authority to take legal action against school districts if they believe them to be in violation because we all know that parents are always involved in the school system with their kids always 100% of the time. I'm sorry, what? I can't. I can't believe this. I can't. I, I just. <laughs> These people. The, I, um, mm. Now, it has passed the final Senate committee, so I believe that this is actually. Um, I, I think they're saying that it's going to uh, eventually it's going to end up on Ron DeSantis's desk and he's going to sign it because, you know, I mean, let's face it. These people are the people that we're talking about aren't important. They're they're not, you know, straight white men. So, I mean, you know, who cares what happens to them? Um, what's the largest demographic in Florida? I'm, I'm just, I'm reaching, just, I'm, I'm reaching, it's not, is it, is it, is it old people? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I tend to think that this is something that might actually backfire on Ron DeSantis because he's, you know, clearly he's just on the ball with everything. Man, I'm telling, I've never seen somebody so on point. <laughs> Jesus. Now, speaking of, you know, trying to uh, get the gay out, a Florida man has been arrested as he after he attempted to cut the gay out of his brother. 
Police were called to a Miami home after a call about a violent dispute between the two men. David Martinez threatened his brother while sharpening a large kitchen knife, telling him he was going to cut the gay out of him. Wash that man right out of... I'm sorry, I'm looking at your mudshot. You're bald. When his brother attempted to leave, Martinez followed him outside, forced him back into the house. The victim eventually escaped the confines and alerted a friend who called police. When he originally uh, resisted arrest, he was subdued by officers and taken in custody. I'm sure they I'm sure they just, you know, escorted him. Finally, we're going to get away from the gay for just a second. And we're going to talk about a Clearwater woman who has been accused of throwing her dog off the seventh floor balcony during an argument. Eric Adison told police girlfriend Shelly Vaughn through Bucky, his three-year-old bug, over the railing Sunday that the dog was found dead on the pavement. Vaughn, who lives in the same condominium complex as Addison, could not be located Sunday. She was arrested Monday and char- faces charges of aggravated animal cruelty, criminal mischief, and domestic uh, uh, battery. Addison said he adopted Bucky as a puppy when his then 10-year-old puggle Sandy was undergoing cancer street, uh, treatment. The two had been playmates since Bucky first arrived. According to the complaint, Vaughn entered Addison's home and appeared to be intoxicated. No. She was verbally aggressive towards Addison. He asked her to leave, telling her they could speak later. Instead of leaving, Vaughn started throwing Addison's possession over the seventh floor balcony, while Addison again kept asking Vaughn to leave. At that point, according to the complaint, Vaughn stopped, smiled, picked up Bucky, and yeeted him. (laughs) I'm sorry. I would encourage people to love their pets and appreciate their pets and hug their pets tonight, Addison said, because you don't know that they'll be there tomorrow. (laughs) They might have been yeeted. (laughs) That's just fantastic. Death Taxes, Florida. You're listening to Roll. Forever young, or am I faking on the tip of my tongue? There's a sarcasm waiting for you. I'm willing to trade my soul for a bit of your charm. There's no way I fade into oblivion. Cause I'll keep shining over you all when you're 
Returning to a, an earlier segment on the uh, show tonight, oh, I opened with this uh, regarding the um, the uh, the recent aggression from the Russian Federation. I, I don't know if you're. I, I'm a little bit of a policy guy. I like I like watching. Um, and I say policy guy. I'm I'm a spectator of um, legislative proceedings. I like watching our city council meetings here in Virginia Beach. I like watching the school board meetings, and they're fun. And we'll be talking about that later. And lately, I've been noticing I, they've been actually um, uh, streaming uh, the uh, Security Council, the UN Security Council, and the UN General Assembly. The United Nations actually has a channel on YouTube. I don't know if you know that. And you can watch them talk. They're not actually doing anything, but they're talking. But sometimes, in a case like this, it's interesting to hear what people are saying. And then, in this case, uh, listening to what the the Russian delegate uh, says, which is, um, well, I, I don't think it's actually based in reality. Excellencies, um, much, much has been said about the past few days when the Russian Federation uh, undertook a, a special military operation in the separatist territories uh, in, in, the, in, in the eastern part of the Ukraine. Um, the DPR and LPR have made it very clear to Ukraine that um, they're just not into you. So we slid into their DMs all WYD and shit. They... They said they said the light is green, and um, I hit it like this. I hit it like that. Um, I I hit it with a wiffle ball bat. Yo. Um. But. Uh, here, here's, here's the deal. Donbass is is all good, yo. But we we we're we're looking to upgrade. Know what I'm saying? Them them Ukraine girls, right? But seriously, seriously, here's the deal. Long time back, we, long time back, we had a thing. It was a great relationship, at least from my perspective. She did what I wanted, and I did what I wanted. Now, sure, um, every once in a while, I had to keep, I had to keep my pimp hand strong, you know, but every relationship needs work. It's very lucky I was very... I was very perceptive on when she needed to work on our relationship. Then shit went all sideways right. Damn right it did. And I blame all of you. You, 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 you're, you're all a bunch of fuckers. You you go and you go and put ideas in her head about you can leave anytime you like um, and you don't have to take this and she up she up and left. 
That's bad enough. Do you know what kind of money she brought home? A lot. Bank. Oodles of rubles. Now she wants to take... Um, now she... Now she wants to take her talents to the EU. Ew. NATO? Hell no. This shit... This shit is not happening. You heard. So... Here's what's going to happen. Uh, me and Vlad and a whole bunch of kids that that have no that have no idea what the fuck is going on have decided to come fuck you up and and we're taking her back and you listen to me air quotes comrade if I can't have her you can't either I want all the smoke, Excellencies, all, all of it. Thank you. Thank you for my time. I'm out. Deuces. You know, I, I just don't think they pay those translators enough. I'm just saying. You know, but I was saying earlier that, uh, you know, I like watching these proceedings. I, I'm a C-SPAN junkie. I like uh, I like watching the House and Senate, uh, especially uh, when they're tackling, you know, big issues. So I can see, you know, uh, one side of the House actually trying to get something done and the other side just going, you know, ha-ha. <laughs> like that Simpsons kid. <laughs> That's the platform of the Republican Party, I think, now, is just basically, you know, I mean... Yeah, you know, Biden's over here on one side going, look, folks, it's not hyperbole. Look, I just want to get things done. And, you know, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy on the other side are going, ha ha. It's really the equivalent of, you know, is your refrigerator running? Do you have Prince Albert in a can? That is the platform of the Republican Party now, I swear, you know. I like watching these things. And of course, you know, I like watching the local stuff. We have city council here and, and we have the school boards. And oh boy, aren't the school board meetings interesting? You know, they used to be boring as hell, right? You know, the, and the people that are on the board, they are boring as hell usually, right? You know, the lady who's the chairwoman, she, she's, she talks like this all the time and she's talking and she, I mean, you know, it's like, oh my God, you know, I just want to shove a golf pencil in my ears when she speaks, but but then you have the clown car, right? You know, the, the you know, the clown car. Uh, I was reading an article in the New Yorker <clears throat> about the um the the increasingly wild world of school board meetings as the as the title of the article by uh, Margaret Talbot. Um and <clears throat> of course you know that um Merrick Garland has uh, uh decried some of these incidents and asked the FBI to monitor uh the clown car. And uh, here's, I'll read a couple of paragraphs for this. If you want some evidence of what the association and Merrick Garland are responding to, it's easy to find in YouTube videos and local news reports by the score. Protesters fairly vibrating with January 6th energy as they disrupt school board meetings, raging against mask mandates and other COVID per, uh, precautions, or that favorite spectral horror, critical race theory. The, uh, well, and, and of course, you know, the school boards and, and things are actually saying, you know, hey, you know, this is not taught in public schools and remains a complex law school and graduate school subject. 
well beyond the scope of a K-12 class. Since the summer, these things have become social media uh, staples, familiar enough for Saturday Night Live to do a spot on parody of them for the season opener. And of course, you may remember uh, back uh, over um, a a few months back, a school board meeting in Williamson County, Tennessee, where a group of protesters surrounded a doctor who had testified in favor of students wearing masks. And they're shouting, you know, you're a child abuser. We know who you are. You'll never be allowed in public again. In San Diego, um, anti-mask protesters forced their way into a school board meeting and tried to swear themselves in as the new unelected members. At a chaotic meeting in Buncombe, North Carolina, parents opposed to a mask mandate announced that they, too, had overthrown the school board. Members of the Proud Boys showed up twice, faces covered in school board meetings in Nashua, New Hampshire. In Vancouver, Oregon, Proud Boys gained access to school grounds during anti-mask protests, leading to a lockdown of the schools. At a Loudoun County, Virginia school board meeting, which was considering the policies for transgender students and racial equity, riled up conservatives got so out of hand that the board chair halted the proceedings while the police cleared the room. So, you know, these things used to be boring. Now... And I wouldn't have actually said January 6th energy, but I remember the uh, the summer uh, of Obamacare, the August town hall meetings for Obamacare, when everybody went nuts, right? And, and town hall meetings became a circus, if you remember that. It's more like that. I wouldn't necessarily say it's January 6th. I think that's a little bit of, yeah, you're reaching. January 6th is January 6th. That's one thing. But, you know, I don't think everything has to be compared to that. It was bad. It was fucked up. But, you know. So we have that going on here. And and let's be clear about something. These outrage farmers <clears throat> are usually spurred on by um, organizations. Um, like, uh, you know, uh, no kids left behind or save our schools or, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, uh, or even moms for Liberty, no left turn in education. Those are two actual, uh, organizations, but then you have, you know, the big guys like the heritage foundation, things like that. It's, and they still. They generate talking points. They generate things that you should be talking about when you go to these school board meetings and you have what I will call loosely crisis actors getting up and um, going all in on some uh, just total meltdown in front of uh, God and everybody because they want to go viral on YouTube and TikTok and what have you, right? You know, there is one woman specifically in this town, who goes to not only the Virginia Beach meetings, but the Chesapeake meetings, the next town over, and she actually got kicked out of the Chesapeake meetings because she she uh, uh, went um, uh, too far. And like, no, you're not coming back. But she still does show up to um, the um, the Virginia Beach meetings. Now, I think they sent her a letter that said, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we're, we're not having this. So, you know, if you... you Pull your crap one more time. You're not coming back for at least the rest of this school year. And actually, now that I think about it, I haven't seen her since. Um, and I, I think things are calming down now, of course, with with the, you know, with uh, supposedly, you know, the pandemic waning, which I, I absolutely hope is the case. But, you know, um, safe is safe, guys. OK. I would like the world, you know. I, I, I've encountered bad drivers every day for the past week here in this town. Nature is healing. But a lot of the time, you also have people on the city council that are enabling these people. And they might be of a certain party. But, you know, there's, you know, they're, with a wink and a nod, they're saying, you know, come on, you know, stir shit up. And we've got three of such, we've got three people on the school board that do that in this town. One of them just made some news that I'm going to share with you. Name is Vicki Manning. Vicki Manning was criticized for a Facebook post, uh, Facebook post that she uh, made uh, after a presentation about ESL, that's English as a Second Language students at a recent meeting. She posted on Facebook 
VB Schools has 300 additional ESL students in the past year. Most are from South America. Our ESL budget has increased over a million in two years. Continuing to educate South Americans is not sustainable. And, of course, people went nuts because, you know, that's like, I mean, come on. She actually came out late later, and, and of course, there are a few people that said, you know, that is not acceptable. Um, she uh, was actually removed from a working group by the Virginia Secretary of Education uh, that, uh, yeah, she, she, they, she's gone. That's it. She uh, came out with a statement later on that accused her political opponents of twisting her words into something she didn't intend. She says, I love all people, no matter where they're from. I come from a family of immigrants who came to this great country fleeing religious persecution, even having to become indentured servants, and my grandmother was Native American. The media and leftist narrative and cancel culture that paints everyone with whom they disagree as racist needs to end. Manning defended herself by saying she was pointing out teacher shortages and the current funding for the ESL program. She ended her statement by accusing school board chair Carolyn Rye and vice chair Kimberly Melnick of attacking any opposition to their agenda. So she's saying basically, I was talking about the money. I love everybody. I came from my parents. I have. mm, So you're you're saying that basically we should cut the budget. Or, you know, where where are we going to pay for this? We need to cut the budget. We have too many. So what happens to these people that are need uh, the uh, English as a second language program? Ms. Manning. What happens? Because if the money's not there, then I'm sorry. We're we're, we're not going to teach the brown people. Is is that what's going to happen? So where do they go? Because if they're not learning in school because they need to learn English as a second language and we're not going to teach them because the money's not there, you're, you're kicking them out. Basically, you're, you're making them useless. And by the way, if they're Americans, if they come to this country, let me back that up. Because obviously, if they come to this country and they want to learn the English language, that is a gateway to opportunity for them to do other things. Things like go to college, get a good job, start a business, take care of their own self, right? If you deny them that ed- education, they become the kind of person that you are the most worried about, right? The brown people on welfare, isn't that really the problem? See, then you've, you've got a, a, a basically a built-in population of scapegoats. That, well, they come here and they're, they're sucking off the government teeth. You made that happen. You made that happen. It's, it is absolutely mind-boggling that... People like you want to say, you need to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. But we have people that are coming to this country that need a pair of boots in order to do that. And we don't want to, we don't want to give them the boots. We we want to tell them you're, you're on your own. And I'm a person and I, I would hope that many people are the same way. I want to get a floor under these people so they can build. Give them the boots, man. Give them the boots and let's see what happens. Because all all anybody's asking for is an opportunity. At least I hope so. That's all I've ever asked for. I, I think that, and that's, America doesn't guarantee a fucking thing. America guarantees, well, America gives you an opportunity, right? That's, that's late. That's capitalism, right? That's what we think we believe, right? Unless we don't. 
unless what's happening right now is not actually capitalism, which is what I believe is the case. So what do you believe, Miss Manning? Because I, I think that you believe something other than what you're actually saying. It's not about the money. It's about cutting these people adrift. Lastly, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you saw this, uh, some news from God's special education team. Uh, they dragged uh, the uh, uh, cadaver, uh, formerly known as Uncle Pat Robertson, out uh, to uh, talk about uh, Putin. And uh, he said that Putin's fulfilling some sort of biblical prophecy uh, that Vladimir Putin's being compelled by God to bring about the end of times that's prophesized in the Bible. How many end time? Can, can you pencil in? I'm, I'm just saying because this is like I'm it, this is like the fifth or sixth end times minimum in my life and I'm 51 um I'm just saying that your 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 record's not good okay you'd be fired as coach um you know I understand that you you're 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 you're, you're working hard you've been working hard for a long time Pat to uh, pray the hurricanes away because you know the gays bring them um you know, and 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 your chewable vitamins and milkshakes are just doing just gangbusters. But um, you're looking more and more like my grandmother every day. I just can you can you go wherever it is the crypt that you are now residing in? Can you go back there and stay? Could you do that? A a, a nation humbly thanks you. And by nation, I mean me. That's going to do it for this episode of Rolly. You can connect with me on socials by going to Chris Rolly, K-R-I-S-R-O-L-E-Y on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. I got a Facebook account, but you know, yeesh. I don't, I don't really use it anymore. So there is that. And of course the website where you can find the notes for this here podcast. One of millions, obviously, but you know, this one is mine. Um, you can find the notes for this show at chrisrolly.com. Just on the first page, you'll see a player right there, and you can find the notes right there. 
Till next time, question everything but the contents of a tuna melt. Some things you gotta take on faith. Goodbye from the city of Dolphins. Stay solid, people.